Still, we fucked up. Fucked up bad. Tell me something encouraging. I just smoked a buck. I smoked a fork. Oh my god, my first year. This episode is brought to you by the following sponsors of Ridge Ridge Outdoors Podcast. Archery Geek Custom Strings. Use promo code R2R to save 15% out at checkout. Bow and Arrow Shop. Make sure you guys check out Bruce and the boys down at Lakeside, California for all your archery equipment and hunting gear needs. Right to Bear Arms. Located in Alpine, California, hit Drew and Trent up for all your firearm needs. Tricer USA. The lightest and fastest glassing system on the market. Use promo code R2R to save 15% off at checkout. Alrighty, guys. Thanks for uh, tuning in to another episode of Ridge Ridge Outdoors Podcast. Uh, if you haven't listened to this, make sure you guys, or if you haven't listened to the podcast, this is your first episode ever listening to this podcast. Make sure you go back and check out the collection we have. We've got a ton of good information, a lot of outreach in there, tons of good information for you if you're a newer hunter. Uh, if, if you're looking for information, you're starving for it, just roll back through the, I think we've got like 85 podcasts out now. Something like that. I think it's 85 or 86 out. If anything, this will be the 86th going out. But if you're listening and, and you want some information and first-time listener, make sure you dive back. But, uh, you know, to be to be honest, this is the first time right now that me and Brian have ever recorded outside. Feels pretty good, too. It's nice. Nice little yeah. cross breeze. Yep. Got a got, breeze going. Got we, chickens running we around. We got chickens because, uh, you know, me and Brian, we've been, we've been talking to a guy that I don't know. If, I mean, we can say we're mutual friends now. Like, we know of people that got us in contact with each other so acquaintances at this point you know yeah we have multiple people telling us we need to get this guy on yeah yeah so right now guys i'd like to uh introduce an acquaintance of ours <laughs> named justin soon to be good friends yeah soon to be good friends buddy how's it going yeah it's going good man dude you live in a beautiful place yeah it's awesome it's so it's such a stark contrast to like where we come like, from we're looking at mountains right now it's, it's beautiful out here this time of it's year, hot it is. That's yeah. It it's is weird. Huh? It's, it's been hot. Yeah. Well, well, just today, dude. Okay, Temecula. One year, my grandparents came into town, and it was March. Oh man, it was a hundred degrees. Like it was triple digits in Temecula one year. So I mean, it's warm. It's not even eighty down here. Is it? I don't know. I mean, maybe it hit it eighty. Not? It's perfect. It's beautiful down I was here. Burning up down there. But listen, Justin, dude, tell us, uh, tell us who you are. What you, you know, what you're about. I mean, don't if you don't want to dive into anything personally, but just. Tell us who you are and what you're about, no, bud. Uh, Justin Hansen. Uh, grew up in San Diego. Been around hunting my whole life. My whole family's hunted here in San Diego. Um, so, been around mostly deer hunting. Uh, got into bird hunting once I got 18, got a shotgun. And then yeah. uh, a few years ago, started getting back into deer hunting, got real serious about it. Yeah. Got a bow five years ago. Yeah, man, I've seen a few pictures of the bucks you've taken, man. They, yeah. Really good ones. It's tough here in San Diego. Oh, yeah. It uh, is. took me three years of hunting with the bow before I got the first one here. Really? And I thought I thought it was going to be impossible. Like, Yeah. <laughs> was yeah. that the one that was on video? Yeah. I had a oh, GoPro. yeah, that video sick. Yeah. I, have, have you shown me that? I haven't seen it. I don't think it. I have. Is it on YouTube? No. It's on Instagram. I, oh, I, I, definitely, I definitely didn't see it then. I have to show you. It's it's pretty pretty, sick. pretty good. So I did stock, had the the head mount on the GoPro, um, and when I got into I got into twenty five yards and set up, kind of sitting on my knees, knocked arrow, and hit the record on the on the GoPro. Um, sat there for about an hour and a half 
before the thing stood up. Really? So I, I was waiting. Arrow knocked, release on the string, and right as it stood up, I drew back, uh, hit it, and then it ran off. Took the GoPro off my head and looked, and it, and it looked like it was dead. So I was oh. like, oh, this piece of crap died already because oh, the batteries on this yeah. thing suck. Yeah. And then, uh, and then later when I charged it up and looked at it, like the shot actually ended up being on it. Dude. And it died like seconds after. Well, make sure you show me that yeah, before we leave. Yeah, I we'll pull it up. That. We'll pull it up. Yeah. But, uh, dude, so you've been hunting, you've been hunting for a while then, obviously. Yeah. Uh, my family's hunted here in San Diego. Um, I've been with my, going with my dad. I uh, shot my first deer when I was 14. A little, Locally? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, a little fork. And nice. then I shot a doe the following year after that. Right. With rifle. And then I pretty much stopped hunting for years until really? about probably seven years ago. I started, really? started getting back in. See, the- I've only been hunting for like seven or eight years my entire life. You know, like, like, uh, how do I say that? Continuously, yeah. right? Like m- my family back east, they they hunt. They've grown up hunting. So like every time I'd go back there, we'd mess around, you know, but I didn't grow up hunting. So they, it's I'm still relatively new. And thankfully, I've been fortunate enough to find success, you know, because yeah, especially hunting locally, it, it really didn't dawn on me. Like it didn't dawn on me how other states were until obviously I started going out of state, right? and making the decisions to do that. And that's when you really start falling into success. But locally, Southern California specifically is just an incredibly difficult place to find success in and to see that or to see and to hear a, you do it and other people doing it is it's also a relief. You know, you don't meet a whole lot of people that are really that into it locally. Right. And that are willing to take you out and and show you only a handful. Yeah. There are, there's a handful of people out there. Uh, that it's almost like they're to that point where mentorship is, is key to them to like being happy with hunting because they've killed so much stuff or they've been involved in hunting for so long that when they see other people shoot their first deer or get their first green head or, you know, get into a flock or a covey of quail, like it, it brings joy to them. Mm-hmm. And without those people, man, I'm telling you, we'd be done. So yeah. what made you pick it back up? Uh, I don't know. I just wanted to get more into deer hunting, I guess, as I got a little older. Was it because you started seeing it daily, like on YouTube and on the internet and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. And you're like, I I got roots in that. I can do that. Yeah. And I got more focused on, uh, wanted to, I guess more wanted to do it all myself. I wanted to find a spot myself, go out myself and actually find decent deer. Yeah. So... And I started getting more into and learning more about like the kind of the glassing and the spot and stock. Cause what I grew up around was hike out a mile and sit in a blind or just sit in the dirt right. and just wait for something to walk by. That's exactly how I started too. So I, I started getting more into getting, using binoculars and then, and then the tripod and then just sitting yeah. and, and glassing and finding them and then trying to make a plan to. To yeah. get up on it. Well, that's kind of like the narrative. Like if you were if you were to know nothing about hunting and then you like turn on the outdoor channel and you're not watching like a western states specific hunt, right? It's generally going to be like a whitetail hunt or a turkey hunt. If you're lucky, you'll get on like AVNX, which is like a duck duck hunting show. But 
you're sitting in a blind. So if you don't know anything, you just assume that's how you hunt, right? Because you, mm-hmm. you kind of mimic what you see. So you go out in the field, you hike off the road because people say, hey, get off the road. Yeah. And then you sit, right? But, you know, if you're if you're in a tree stand or you're looking over a big field, you're not necessarily looking through glass unless it's like a long field. You know what I mean? But for us specifically, you know, like you said, you wanted to get your own spot and find game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you got to get up on that glass. Yeah, dude, glassing's really key for San Diego. That's like, it. That's, I mean, sitting super effective in San Diego. Yeah, if, if you're in the right Gla- area, glassing's for sure. hard, but uh, I still love patience sitting, for sure. Oh, there's, dude, there's a couple of times a year where I'd love to just go out and sit, do a nice, nice hike through the yeah, woods, yeah, yeah. and just sit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could sit there all day. I don't have an issue with it. As long as I'm comfortable, I can sit. I, I like, especially after you come off of grueling hunts, right? Whether that be a local hunt or anywhere else you go, and if you've like exerted yourself, yeah. you like envy. The yeah, sit yeah. down. Let me just sit right here in some yeah. shade and just kind of good snacks. Yeah, and some good snacks. Just feel that breeze <laughs> and just enjoy it. You know. Yeah. That, but that that's what people that hunt all the time, like, it grounds you out and it like allows you to reset from daily life. You know what I mean? Like, you got a stressful job. I got a stressful job. Brian, he got a stressful job. For us, like resetting. That's how I reset is hunting. I look forward to it every year. Oh, yeah. You know. So how often do you normally get out? During a good uh, year, last couple of years. So, so the uh, this last year was the third year I've done the backpack hunt. Um, so each year I've done a good <clears throat> six six day trip. Nice. Each year. Uh, well, the first year, the fir- very first time I did it, I um, it was all new to me. So jumping in, uh, I hadn't been to the spot. It was cold, so I was I bitched out. Right. Came home early. Right. Yeah. Well, it happens. I was cold and hungry. That's part of the curve. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was my very first time going out solo. Uh, last year I did six years, and then this last season, or two years ago I did six days, and then this last season I did six days. I did uh, four days, came back home, did another four days. Oh, really? Um, so that's a good year when I could actually get a good trip in like that. Yeah. And then here locally um, – I can get out like once a week, once every other week for yeah. the season. That's that's good. It's tough with kids. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I don't have Dude, kids. So when, I'm lucky. I, my, when my daughter was born, I only had Sundays because that's when my mother in law had off. So I would plan to hunt every Sunday because she can help my wife out. You know. So uh, definitely, as soon as you can get out, just gotta hit it, dude. Listen, yeah. dude. This guy right here is full of s. He goes, "Oh, I can only hunt Sunday." That's what he <laughs> told me leading into season. When my daughter's here, I'm not gonna be able to hunt. This guy hunted more than I did locally. That's BS. You had all kinds of out-of-state hunts planned. Dude, I was, oh, this I guy was, it was right hilarious, here. man. He was like, yeah, I'm, I'm done, man. October 4th or something like that, or 5th, I'm done. Like, yeah. I'm not going to be able to do it. And then his daughter's here. It's like two weeks off. Bam, he was out. Gone, yeah. dude. Yeah, like, once the wife settled down, I knew she, it wasn't. my daughter was so easy. I got lucky. But yeah, uh, It's funny doing the, you have to report how many days you hunt. Oh, yeah. Like if you don't feel your tire, yeah, either yeah. way, you got to yeah. report it. And and going through and reporting it. Going on there, Brian. <laughs> no, dude. I'm, Got a ranch dog no, on no, you, it's, dude. it's all good. I'm about to take a picture. <laughs> uh, going back through and reporting, I'm counting my head. I'm like, man, I only I only got out like six days, seven yeah. days this year. Yeah. And it's like, no wonder I didn't shoot anything. <laughs> and, and see, check this out, though. The fact that this is the sad thing. The fact that you went, oh, I got out six, seven days. They were probably all-day hunts. And you're like, I didn't shoot anything. Dude, like, I think this dog's fixing up. Mount you? Fixing yeah. to hunt me yeah, right now. Fixed. Is, that, is he fixed? <laughs> no, he ain't doing that, dude. He's a dog, man. No, we're good. Me. We're good. 
<laughs> I thought it was funny. Okay, give, him little, give him a little nip. Do you got the yeah. e collar on for the chickens? Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, this is for him. Yeah, I see. Keep some check. Yeah, it go. happens. I got one for my dog too. But yeah, it's like six, seven days in the field locally down here, and uh, you know, you're like, oh, I didn't get anything. You know, if you if there's some, obviously hunting's hunting anywhere you go, and it's not guaranteed. There's some dang, <laughs> there's some dang good opportunities out there with six days to mess around with. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's just one of those things. But that's how that's how it is, dude. I mean, I I reported, I think I reported seventeen days on my D sixteen. That's pretty good. I lost count, dude. I just put twenty. <laughs> Did you? That's, yeah. I, you were out there, dude. Yeah. I mean, you were out there. I I got out quite a bit, but. Like, yeah, it is. But, dude, so tell us this, man. What drives you, and this is, like, one of the main reasons why I wanted to get you on for sure. Not not the only reason, but, dude, you, you're a solo backpack hunter. Dude. High country. High country, chasing deer, solo. Like, what drives you for that? Because I watch Solo Hunter, and those guys are just, like, kind of like what I said. You know, it's their reset. It's, like, yeah, it's how they... It's what they yearn for. But, dude, when you're six days solo, I've never been alone six days in my life. It's weird. You know what I mean? It's kind of weird when you're getting into it. You start talking to yourself? Yeah. You, you, you <laughs> just think out loud through your voice, right? The <laughs> the biggest thing is, is you've. I mean, everyone's experienced around here. Everyone's probably heard about the highs and lows of hunting. Yeah. When you're out there by yourself, like, um, completely disconnected from everything. Yeah. It's like you experience those like to the extreme yeah yeah because it's just you and your own head out your there. own head now tell yeah. me this did you got like a an uh, in reach or something uh so i've done three years out there and without any in reach really crazy so, yeah so just completely disconnected right wow and your, your wife that. your wife doesn't stress no she does <laughs> she oh she does yeah. Flip it out. <laughs> yeah um, she does and it's yeah it's tough but she knows how important it is for me yeah so it's cool that she allows me to do that dude and i saw your videos man like you, there was one video you posted you're like hiking and all these rocks were sliding down and so that was that was after i shot the deer trying to track it oh okay so what the yeah we'll, <laughs> we'll have to get, get, we'll into, get that. into that well, let's dive into the high country hunt dude that well we were getting there brian i'm sorry rushing. i cut you off i'm sorry you just loaded on caffeine how many red bulls you sucked down before dude i had got one here, dude i only had one <laughs> yeah we, so you uh as far as like being solo out there, do you do you ever like contemplate the dangers around you, or are you just in it to be in it? No, it's you have to. You have to think about it. You have to. You have to know what you're getting into. Hey, for dog, sure. get off me, <laughs> dude! I love dogs, man. I love it. It's funny. It's funny stuff. But yeah, it's like it's uh, it's just for you. You. You're out there and you just you just think about it and yeah you got to you got to plan ahead you got to be smart about it you got to kind of know what you're getting into yeah I mean like I tried to do the research and look at what what the weather was really going to be like the first year like the, like I said the first year I went out there and um like I don't have the money to buy all this cool shit so yeah, yeah. so when I looked up I was thinking like the lows were going to be like forty five fifty yeah so I bought like a a cheaper 40 degree bag yeah oh, yeah. oh man and and it was it ended up being like 30 degrees <laughs> so, yeah and so i was freezing my house out the first time I was one of there. the podcasts we did with patrick patrick's a huge uh one of the founders of the podcast he's a huge like camper 
and he had said it don't ever buy the bag that is expected weather like like yeah. if it's a 30 degree bet that's a survival bet or survival rating at 30 degrees like that's yeah, all it's yeah, going to exactly. keep you alive at. it's not going to keep you warm you know yeah, I remember rule those of thumb ones. zero degree it's good to 30 <laughs> yeah. all right but yeah, any, yeah, then yeah, other exactly. than that you're freezing um, so the first year I was out there, I was, <laughs> I, I was like out there for three nights. I only, I lasted three nights. Right. Um, and those nights were every single piece of clothing that I had packed in my backpack. Yeah. Wearing every night <laughs> inside the sleeping bag. Yeah, every in night, the right. tent. Mm-hmm. That's and, crazy. Gosh dang. And then glassing, and and what what made me go back to the spot? It's not it's not a good spot. It's a it's an over the counter tag. It's a D zone tag in the Sierras. Um, it's only, it's a horrible success rate. It's less, yeah. it's less than San Diego. Um, but I wanted to go up there for, for the, the high country, yeah, the getaway, the getaway. Yeah. It's just, I found an area that I thought was going to be really pretty and good time to spend time. And I didn't know if how much, how many deer I would see. Right. Um, figured I wouldn't see many, but the second day out there, I came across a toad buck. Yeah. Just really? a nice, perfect, nice, wide, tall, biggest deer I've actually ever seen in person. Right. Like, nice three by three. I mean, it wasn't like a 200-inch buck, but Dude, like, yeah. I would I would have been stoked to get Got it. your heart pumping. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's funny because the first, so I found that buck, and it was like, it was about an hour before it was dark, and uh, and I knew I wasn't going to be able to do a stock that night. There was no way. I didn't right. want to push out of the area, so I sat there. And washed it until it got dark, thinking the next morning I'd be able to pick it up, hopefully in that same area. Right. And I'm sitting there glassing, freezing my ass off, super yeah. windy. Yep. And, like, how much work goes into into these, yeah. carrying that pack around and, the, and all the hiking you do. And, like, literally, like, fell asleep looking through my binoculars. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You and wore then, out. Uh, yeah, and then like I woke up and I was like, "Oh shit, where's this buck at?" And then I couldn't find it. Yeah, oh man, well, dude, that happens. Never saw it again. How many miles were were you doing today, on average? Um, that time, I pretty much hiked. It was about twelve, fourteen miles in. Okay. And where I found that buck, I saw it that night, and I stayed there. Right. I didn't move my camp. I kept looking for it for like two more days. Yeah. And then got cold. Yeah. Homesick. <laughs> homesick. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And that's, that's a, that's a big battle of it is, is for me is when you're out there and like totally disconnected, you don't have any way to communicate. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure my wife's struggling with the kids at home by herself, but it's like, you don't know what's going on. You have no idea. Yeah. That, that's like, so you start, you start like psyching yourself out. Yeah. Like, man, what if, what if what I got if, back to my car, got service and like something happened, found out something happened. Yeah. Like how shitty would I feel? Yeah. And then so that was kind of what made me pack it up last time. <laughs> and the and the were you seeing plenty of deer or was it like Yeah, I was going to no, you were no. just not seeing any. I deer. got lucky and saw that big one. And then otherwise the other deer I saw that trip was like a fork that was barely legal. Were you seeing <laughs> does? Yeah, lots of does. Okay. Almost every doe I saw uh, had a fawn with it, right. which is cool. Yeah, that's, that's good. Cool. Um, and that that's, you know, at least you were seeing game. Yeah. You know, yeah, you may not see bucks, but at least you're looking over does with the anticipation of seeing a buck. So, like, if you were to compare it to the amount of deer you see here local? I was going to ask you that. I was seeing more, yeah. I yeah. think. Yeah. And it's it's cool. What I love about 
that early season high country, um, their uh, their coat. Yeah, it's just it's oh, the velvet like, they're like red. They're red, yeah. dude. And, my. and it's green up there. <clears throat> yeah, and it's like man, I could. It's you easy to find. Deer. They pop you up. Pick them yeah. out. Yeah, you just see compared them. to here. Yeah, yeah. It's tough here. Yeah, everything's it's brown. Uh huh. It is. When you were uh, when you were up there, did you see any? You know, you see any bears, lions, anything? I have not seen a bear yet. You have seen seen a lot of bear sign. Yeah, but yeah. No bear. Someone I ran into another hunter that showed me a picture of um two thousand nineteen he was out there and he he saw a nice bear. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't I don't know bears. I've never been bear hunting, but he showed me his picture and I was like, damn, that's a tank. <laughs> looks like a big ass bear. Yeah, if you came face to face with that, you <laughs> yeah. probably want to go the other way, huh? Yeah. yeah, oh yeah. Were you worried about that camping out there at all? Yeah. And um at first my, my one of the things I bring is like a fifty foot paracord, and yeah. I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang my, hang my food up in these trees." Yeah. But, but in the, the areas I end up hunting, it's about like between nine ten thousand feet. Yeah, there ain't no trees. Um, there ain't no trees up there. Yeah, there's nowhere to. So another hunter I ran into, um, he he's he said what he does is packs all his food up, everything that has any kind of scent, toothpaste, like everything. Yeah. Kind of put it away, like maybe fifty yards from your tent. And then he puts his pot on top of it, so if a bear comes, he'd hear it. Yeah, maybe maybe he'd hear it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, wake him. I don't up. know what I would do. I don't, I don't, I'm not gonna go. Probably wouldn't shoot a bear over. Yeah, no, <laughs> over my food. But, no, but yeah. at least you, you're if you're yeah. in the middle of the night, you know. Okay, that thing just got knocked off. Like yeah. now you're awake and you're alert. And so that that's what I started doing. I would eat, eat my dinner, pack everything back up, and just put everything that has sent mm-hmm. away from the tent a little bit. Was that other hunter that you had seen? Was he close to you? He or she close to you? Um, so the it's really cool. The first year I went there, we just happened to park at the same time and start hiking out there at the same time. Right. So, uh, yeah, I talked to him for the first, like, six, eight miles in. Yeah. And we parted ways, but he was a super cool dude, firefighter in, like, the uh, Bay Area. Right. Um. So the first year I saw him, it was his third year, and he hadn't shot anything yet. Oh. And then this last year, um, 2020 August, I parked, and same same exact dude, parking yeah. the same exact yeah. time. That's cool. That's and funny. I was like, hey, I mean, were you the guy I saw two years ago? And He's like, yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> so we did the same thing. We hiked out there. Yeah. So then- this was his fifth year going out there. He still hadn't got anything out now, there. Now tell me this: was it because of lack of animals, or was it failed stocks? Um, he said he'd failed on a couple stocks, right? Um, but I think in five years he only got a couple opportunities to do stocks and failed, right? Um, so this year was my third year. I think out of all three years, I saw about eleven bucks, if I remember right. That's a tough unit then. Yeah, dude, I feel so, like I feel like uh, that's San Diego public land. Yeah, yeah. so the, the first year I saw two bucks. The second year, I saw one buck right. on the very last day. This year, I saw like eight, eight bucks. That's good. Yeah, so S- was same a good unit. Year. Yeah, same, same unit. unit, same exact area, bowl, same bowl or whatever. Yeah. Dang. Well, walk us so. through that, man. We kind of been chit chatting a little while. Walk us through twenty twenty. 
leading up to the season, into the season. You know what I mean? I mean, 2020 was a gnarly year, man. I mean, yeah. for every, every everybody in the world had a horrible 2020. That sucked. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't, you know, we don't have to necessarily dive into it, but, you know, COVID affected a lot of people differently, you know, both ends of the spectrum. Some didn't give a shit. Some, you know, locked down and stayed down. But, you know, unfor- unfortunately and fortunate at the same time for us, we all were able to work continuously through it. So, yeah. you know, leaving your family in a quote-unquote pandemic, how was that? Um, You know, it's, I, I had never stopped working. Yeah, so it really did didn't. Yeah. It didn't really didn't affect us too much. Right. I mean, my wife doesn't work. She she stays home with the kids. So we're luckily lucky that uh, we're able to do that. Right. So I mean, it worked out pretty good for us. Yeah. Luckily. Yeah. Oh, and then so like moving through that, leading into season, were you doing any like preseason prepping? Were you hiking this monstrous hill behind your house right here? Were you doing anything like um, that, or what were you doing? Not this hill, but I definitely. Uh, Preparing for, I guess, a backpack hunt. Yeah, it does help. So, is that a road right there? That flat spot, that little plateau by those rocks. Yeah, actually, I haven't even been up there, dude. You should, <laughs> should run up this hill, man. Yeah, get to that road and come back. I like but. to, uh, I like to hit mission trails. Mm-hmm. Okay, Santee. Nice. Um, where I work, there's a good hill that's, uh, it's a thousand foot elevation difference yeah. in a mile. So that's a good one. Yeah. Um, do you put weight on your back and do it? Yeah. So what I started doing is, uh, like in the meat, the meat shelf of my backpack. Yeah. Just throw a sandbag in there. Perfect. 50, uh, 60 50 pound sandbag. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's yeah. the best way to train for. It is. What kind yeah. of pack you running? Uh, I got a Kuyu. Okay. The, it's like fifty five hundred, like the lighter weight bag, but it's the heavier weight. Frame, heavy draft. duty frame. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And you make good stuff. Yeah, Brian's all about. I like my XO pack. Yeah, he's like, yeah, oh, yeah. get this. I'm like, yeah. well, you can give me a thousand bucks. Yeah, I went. Yeah, I went back and forth on packs. They're all XO Mystery Ranch. They have great stuff. They're, uh, they're all pretty good. Dude, they're, they're all good. Well, this is the best thing about it is I like them because they're cool. Yeah, they're all badass looking. They all serve a purpose, and they're yeah. all great packs. It's like everybody, whatever fits your, essentially whatever fits you the best, it's all gonna work, man. I get, I get so geeked out on that stuff. Dude, yeah, like, I'm man. starting to before the before the pack even came. You're like, I, I knew exactly how to take the thing apart yeah. and <laughs> set it up. And dude, like, uh, you know, you you see these like car clubs, and you see motorcycle clubs, and people that are geeking out on RC cars, and all, you know what I mean, boats, all that stuff. People geek out on that stuff. Like hunting is our geek. Yeah, yeah. you know. So we all geek out, but we kind of sidetracked. But uh, so leading up, you're just hiking all the time, getting your getting your cardio up. Just do you feel it up there? That ten thousand oh. foot. Oh man, yeah. It it's tough. Yeah, it is. I feel especially, it especially uh, those mountains. Steep, steep <laughs> some dude. gnarly terrain up yeah, there. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's um, wicked. And your eyes—it's kind of like when you uh, when you go to a like an all-you-can-eat buffet when you're hungry. Like your yeah. eyes speak for your stomach. Like when you're out in the high country, your eyes speak for your body. It's like, oh, I could get up that thing, throw a pack on me, boom, you get your half whip. Like, <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, what am I doing? One one thing for me um, was. Like the first, the, even the first two years, like the first year I went out there, I mean, I, I, I kind of didn't know what to expect. I did all this, all this kind of scouting on Google Earth and on the internet yeah. and 
and kind of had an idea of where I wanted to go. And then you get out there and you look at the mountain and you're like, yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm going to go up there. <laughs> it's just it doesn't look steep. like on yeah. it. <laughs> it looks a little steeper than I thought it was going to be. So when you went up there, like the first time compared to now, like your gear and all that is completely way different. Huh? Um, I made a few tweaks. Um, You've got more efficient. There's, yeah, definitely more efficient. Uh, yeah, slowly, slowly putting in and, and replacing stuff. You run trekking poles at all? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, sure. they're lifesavers. What yeah. uh, have you heard of Tricer USA? Uh, yeah. With Drew, Drew, I had Drew on the podcast. Um, he owns Tricer USA. Oh really? And since you're a backpack, you should seriously, since you're a backpack hunter, seriously look at his gear. Okay. Dude, tripods and bipods like for for glassing. He has a. It's all based off trekking poles. So you essentially mm. get rid of your your uh, tripod. If you run like a, a heavier tripod, you know? I got a, uh, I don't know. The one I have is not that heavy. It's just a Vortex, cheaper Vortex, the Summit? Vortex High Country. Okay, so the High Country I get. Yeah. So he his GTP2, which it depends how you glass in. The GTP2 has two legs, right? So you put both trekking poles in it, and it, and you just can rest your glass against your face or, or oh, hold okay. them right there. And it's a super steady platform. I use it. It's great. It's like three ounces. I swear to God, that's, it's like American-made billet. It's like, all right, I don't even know. Drew, don't yell at me. I don't know if it's billet, but it's aluminum, whatever whatever material. I don't know if there's different grades or what. But yeah. then he has a GTP3, which you can just add a third trekking pole into your pack. And, bro, you can – I, dude, go back. If you haven't listened to that podcast with it, just go back and listen to it because Drew makes a serious product. He, I mean, it is for what you do and the high country Any, guys. Anything you do to save weight. Dude, it, it, you know, pounds make you cry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ounces um, will save your life. What I've done, I think this last year for six days, my pack's like right about 65 pounds. Yeah, that's well, that's like including my bino harness, with my bow strapped on my pack. Yeah, check this out: sixty-five water. pounds with everything you're ready to go, and then you take your three-pound tripod away and you add a six-ounce yeah. or four-ounce GTP. You know what I mean? You're taking yeah. pounds off, and in when you got sixty-five pounds and you take off three, that's you can feel that. Yeah. So, well, how was uh, water? Was that was that a big issue, or um, were you able to find <laughs> creeks and stuff? This year, this year. uh there was one spot that uh, I thought water was that I've seen the first two years, and yeah. I had planned on getting water there, and it wasn't there this year. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so yeah. I had, I figured, like, I, I could have filled up at the bottom of this hill, and I was taking this this trail in, and I was going to camp halfway halfway up this mountain, and uh, I was like, oh, no, I'll just, I can get some water up there for use for dinner and breakfast tomorrow and get up there, and it was bone dry. Dang. And I was like, oh, well, would guess you, I'm not eating dinner or breakfast. <laughs> what did you end up doing? Have to find And I, I actually found a, I found pretty much a puddle, like, on a rock. Oh, man. <laughs> so clear. Was I it went clear? For it. And it was clear? I, yeah, it was, it was pretty good. No, no, like, those little additives you drop in? No, I, I, have, a, I have a Sawyer squeeze, so I okay. it. Yeah, that's right good. on. So, for I was fine. Yeah. Savage. Yeah. Savage. savage. <laughs> I was like, I got to go back to the car. Yeah. <laughs> you're savage. Dude, so when you're up there, how far is camp from your truck? Um, so I've been I've been hunting with, with camp on my pack. So what I, you were asking earlier how many miles I put in each day. Um, what I did this year was uh, I kept camp on my pack all the time, 
and just kept moving, kept really kept looking mobile. for deer. I was, I was, went at it I was hitting 10, 10 to fifteen miles a day with sixty-five pounds with that sixty-five that. Yeah. pounds. Wow. Yeah. One one thing I I told myself this year um, was not not to be intimidated by those mountains. Just, right. Just go for it. Just Do go. it. Yeah. You know, a lot of people experience their inexperience. You know, they always they always dream for that adventure. Right. Like, um, we're going to record with a guy here quick and it's for this next episode. It's all about that adventure to these guys that we know. Right. Like you go and it's, it's like, there's adventure in local areas. There's adventure out of state, but like when you truly get back country, like that's adventure. There's there's no cell service. You're disconnected. You're on your own or you're with a buddy or whatever, but there's, there's, there's a level to that that I'm still yearning for and people hearing you talk about this, it's the same thing. They're going to like live vicariously through you. <laughs> like yeah. as they listen to this, they're living vicariously through you. If I could do it. Well, right. Everybody can do it. it. And that's what, yeah. we t- that's what, that's like the platform for sure. Like people do get intimidated. Like you said, I'm not going to let those mountains intimidate me, but uh, people get intimidated by leaving their house. Like yeah. I don't even want to start the trip. That's a lot. You know what I mean? Well, what I've, what's crazy to me is, is, uh, like I've gone to this place, um, and, and the lack of people you see out there, like yeah. you don't see people out there. I've uh-huh. ran into two different hunters out there. That's it. Yeah. Um, not, I mean, maybe if there's more deer, there might be more hunters. I don't know. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> but, like, you know how like you run into like people that know people in town you go, Oh, what a small world. Dude, yeah. when you get out there, you realize how big the world is. Yeah. You know, but I mean? it's it's crazy to me that I don't see more people out there. Yeah, because it's like it's our public it, land. People aren't out there like enjoying. And I, it. I feel like when people talk about going to high country, they want to hit Utah, they want to hit Idaho, yeah. or all those. You know, yeah, Colorado. They don't think California high country, but it's here. But we got it. Yeah, it's there's spots to go, and there's and it's actually something I realized because I haven't been out of state hunting out of state, and I've looked a lot into it. Um. We got pretty good opportunities as far as using that AO tag if you're archery hunting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you got July. almost all states. Starts in July. Tell me yeah, years, right? Yeah, for A-Zone? Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, there is a lot of opportunity. Yeah. It's just a matter of going and getting it in. Mm-hmm. Like not letting, like you said, not letting the mountains intimidate you, you know? Yeah. So, dude, tell us this. When you start your hike, are you, let just run it through. 2020's high country deer hunt, man. Let's hear uh, it. All right. Well, 2020 was a little different i was planning on six days just the sixth day i feel like that's a good a good balance to be away from the kids the six days along away from the families yeah it's pretty i mean yeah i would love i would love to go for two full weeks that's just a long (laughs) time yeah i can't do that um so it's a good balance or it's almost like if you're going for just three days it's almost pointless how much work it is to get in and get out yeah so uh i planned on six days and uh Unfortunately, I had a death in the family, so that fell. The funeral fell right in the middle of those days. Oh man! Um, I finagled some little more time off with work, um, so I planned on four days. Went out there for four days, came home, mm-hmm. and then was able to go back out for another four days. Oh wow! Was it like back to back? Came back for the funeral a couple of days, then bounced. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So you were up there quite a bit. So yeah, I ended up spending eight days out there this year. Yeah. So, Worked out pretty well then. Yeah. So uh, this year, what I 
Left on Sunday. Sunday evening. Parked, slept in the car. <laughs> Woke up. Started hiking Monday morning. Did you leave at like 3 in the morning trailhead style or at sunlight? Um, No, it was like by the time I got to the trailhead, it was like afternoon. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So it was pretty much the first day just hiking in. Right. Yeah. Um, And actually this year, it was really cool. First day, not even all the way in because I kind of had a plan to check out this kind of mesa on a a mountain kind Mm -hmm. of on the way in. So it was only like a third of the way in that I, I thought maybe might hold some deer that maybe a lot of people, if they're packing in, would overlook it. Yeah. So that was my plan was to kind of stop. So I met that guy. We hiked out, and that was where I split. I said, like, I'm going to check this out. Yeah. And glass up four bucks together. Like, oh, man. Within, like, the first three hours of leaving the car. Really? I was like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm totally good with yeah. getting one the first day and going home. Were they good bucks? Um. One one was a pretty decent three by three. Yeah, and the other ones look like like smaller forks. So I mean, I, I classed them up from about a mile away, um, and I watched them bed down and made this plan and and uh, snuck around. Not not really snuck, but like the stock was side hilling around this mountain, and then they're kind of on top of this mesa. And then kind of came up over the top. Right. Um, the wind was horrible, super sketchy. A swirling Just all over the place. Coming up the mountain, swirling. Um, so I pretty much, pretty sure I got busted by the wind. Yeah. Yeah. Man. So they, I got, I was trying to get like the last few yards. Yeah. I was about 60 yards from them. I don't feel comfortable any, any more than like 50. I didn't want to shoot more than 50. Yeah. So I just had to like close a few more yards to where I felt comfortable and they busted out. Um they didn't go far though. So I ended up doing like two stocks on the same group of bucks the first day. Yeah. And then the second time didn't work out. They kind of went over the hill and disappeared. So I went further in. Um and then wasn't seeing anything hiking all over the place. Uh, was it, so that was Monday evening, Wednesday morning is the morning I uh, get up early, pack my tent up and everything and just hike up this mountain and, uh, get up on top of this mountain, perfect place to glass, you can see forever. Forever, yeah. Um, and the mountain I was sitting on, I'd never seen a deer on yet. So I get up, I'm creeping up, kind of trying to find a good spot to sit in glass and look down below me, and it's like, I was kind of like in cliffs. Yeah. Like, it's easy to get up one side, but the other side's like. Ridiculously yeah, steep. Yeah, like kind of cl- rocky cliffs. Look down there, and about 100, 100 yards down the hill is like a fork down there. Mm. So I'm like, oh, sweet. And like, yeah. dropped my pack right there, and immediately kind of got on the stock. And um, that was probably, that was the coolest stock I've ever done. Yeah. It was like sneaking down through these cliffs, took the boots off. Um, so in the socks, sneaking down, um, and then when I got to, there was like this perfect rock, got up, and I knew it'd probably be within range if I got over them. Yeah. Um, get there, and the thing wasn't there. And I was like, oh, man. Oh, what? Took off, and then I kind of just, uh, almost just left. 
but luckily I didn't. Took the time to glass and just move, keep moving slow and picking up my binoculars and kind of moving closer to the edge of this this kind of cliff. Yeah. And picked up velvet antlers, the tops of the velvet antlers. He was already bedded down. Yeah. Um, so I was like, awesome. Just sat down right there and knocked the arrow up and um, just going to wait for him to get up. And then while I'm waiting there, um, waited like two and a half hours. Were you in the sun? On, yeah. Ooh. In the sun on just a boulder. Yeah. So. Not very comfortable. Not comfortable. Not very comfortable. <laughs> not comfortable at all. Uh, about two and a half hours, and then the thing stands up, so I'm like, all right, I'm getting ready. And then as I'm waiting for him to kind of get into an area and get a shot, like from the side I see like a smaller fork step out. Um, so I look down, and I'm like, wow, that's a shot I can make right now. Like I know I can make that shot. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't going to be greedy. I'm just going to take that shot. Yeah. Uh, ranged it at about 35 yards, if I remember right, 30 or 35 yards, and just, like, worked out, like, perfect, just kind of going through those steps, like, drawn, drawn low so he couldn't see me, yeah. getting up, bending out the waist. Oh, yeah. Put the anchor points in and just let it fly and drilled it. Yeah. And it looked, like, looked perfect. Like, I saw it running off, and the arrow didn't pass through. But it was like kind of arrow was sticking out equally on both sides. Yeah. Um, looked a little high, but. Looked a little high on the side that you were on. Yeah. So, I mean, it was going. Well, it was kind of hard to tell because it took off pretty fast. Right. Um, it looked high, but I was, I didn't have any doubt that thing was going to die. I was yeah. Like, you know, it's done. And that thing, I saw that thing run off, like plow through this bush and literally flipped off this rock like oh, going wow. down the hill and i was like oh that thing's jacked up like my first thought was like that that picture perfect moment you you dream about when you're mm -hmm. doing like these hunts was like i was thinking i was going to be cooking backstrap over a little campfire yeah. <laughs> and like a caped out yeah yeah, head yeah right there next to the tent yeah so i was like yes like pulled it off in like a zone that has horrible success yeah. rate. six <laughs> percent yeah <laughs> Something stupid like that yeah, yeah. Um, and then, so I gave it a little, like half hour. Well, it took me about a half hour to get back to my boots and pack and then get down. And I was surprised there was like no blood, nothing. What? Yeah. Like a drop here, another drop, like 20, 30 yards. But you saw the bush it blew through. What that bush look like? Um, I didn't really even find that bush i mean it all looks so yeah, different it all, it all when, looks, you down yeah, when you're down there it changes yeah. landscape changes and and yeah i i think a, i don't know if a big mistake but i think one where i screwed up was uh like i was pretty sure of that shot that i i was like all right well there's no blood i'm sure he's dead somewhere on the side of this mountain like i bet i could find him yeah because i saw where they ran through at the bottom and i started just kind of zigzagging this hill and just came up with nothing. So, uh, and then the mental tax taxing, like you're just being taxed mentally yeah. the entire time. You're not finding this deer. Going, I smoked this thing. I hit him good. Like, why am I not finding blood? What? Yeah. Like, everything's running through your head. Not to mention your, you know, ten miles from your truck. You haven't talked to your family in days. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, dude, I could only imagine. Um. So I was I zigzag hiked and 
I was like, you know, I, I'm screwing up. I need to just go back and just track it. Just take my time and follow the blood, even if it only went 60 yards. Or, yeah. So I went all the way back to the beginning and just started over. Yeah. And I was like, it was a very, very slow process. Mm-hmm. I shot at like 10 o'clock and um, I spent all day look, looking like on my hands and knees, more so following tracks. And then I would verify that it was that deer because I would find like a little speck of blood on a rock. Yeah. Like a pin drop. Yeah. Yeah. And then I would go another like 20 yards and find another speck. And then there was that one point I saw, I found the other, like half of my arrow broken. And then like 10 yards later, you could see where it, it slid into this rock. Yeah. And there's just blood splatter all over yeah. the rock. Oh, well, at least you knew you were on the right trail. Yeah. And then, um, so started, get, started getting good now. What's that? Started getting good. You found that blood splatter? Yeah. Yeah. It was big sigh of relief. Yeah. Kind of. But, I mean, it was still a slow process. I kept going. I was still on my hands and knees and and just slowly tracking this thing. I probably got like 300 yards before it really got too dark to really track it. Right. Um, at one point, I was probably like seven, eight hours in, like a little little before dark. Right. And I'm like, so like tunnel vision, just focused on 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 tracking this thing. And then I stopped and I was like, man, it would be. It's so nice if there was a hunter walking by that could help me find this <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I realized, like, I haven't even seen a single person and, and since I left the truck yeah. two days ago. Yeah. <laughs> no one's helping me. <laughs> yeah, you're by yourself, dude. Yeah. You're solo. Um, and I I looked until it was too dark to see anything. And I, I used the – I had the, the lighted, the nocturnal lighted knocks. Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, it's dark now. Maybe I just start – zigzagging maybe i'll see that knock glowing somewhere so i'd assume that the the part of the arrow you found was a broadhead in yeah yeah so i knew the other part what that look hopefully i hadn't found that part hopefully it was still in it did uh did it look like was it like covered i mean what was when you found that arrow would i mean it went through it clearly Um, but no it wasn't as much blood it didn't look as good as i'd hoped right yeah um so I just kept walking, walking around, back zigzagging, pretty right. much like the direction I knew it went, and I did that until um, about ten thirty at night. At night, oof! I by myself, <laughs> just walking around. Yeah, until yeah. about ten thirty, and then I called it quits. Uh, went went back to my got my pack, hiked over to like a, a lake. I already, I kind of knew the area. Luckily I knew the area good enough where I knew where this little lake was. Perfect spot to set up yeah. for the night. Um, slept, um, got up the next morning and went right back to the same spot and where I left off. I tracked another um, maybe 100 yards and I was like really struggling. Like it, it just dried up. I couldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was I decided just to go forward ahead because uh, where, where it was going, it looked like it was kind of going into this like tree line in this ravine. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'll go over there. Maybe, maybe I'll get lucky and find you just it. just find it wadded up in there. Yeah. Um, so as I was doing that, I came across a bone, a leg bone, super fresh, like still wet fur on it. Oh, really? Yeah. So I was like, this is 
more than likely my deer, like that I just shot the day before. Right. Probably got chewed up by coyotes. Or um, bear. Or bear. So, I don't, and I and I kept looking in that area. I did not find one single other bone. Really? Yeah. So, I figured that was a deer. <laughs> you figured, yeah, you're like, yeah. okay. So, uh, it was, so this was when, no, this was Thursday. I shot the deer Wednesday morning at 10. This was Thursday afternoon about, so I looked all the rest of the day Wednesday until 10. Got up early Thursday, looked until about like two. And uh, so I had the four days. I told my wife that I was, she was going to hear from me Thursday night. Like I was going to get back to my car Thursday night. Oh, uh oh. And <laughs> so it was like, like I kind of had the evidence that the, the deer had probably been eaten. Yeah. And I had, I had to get back to cell phone service. So she knew I was okay. So. Yeah, that was pretty much when I called it quits. Right. I decided to pack it up and head home. So that was tough. Dang. Like I, I I sat down like where my tent was, took my because I had hiking so much looking looking for sign right. blood and stuff. Took my boots off, just put my foot feet in the water and yeah. kinda made that decision like, all right, this is it, I gotta just call it quits and go home. Right. Um When you got home, when you got to the truck, was there like any doubt in your head that like oh i need to go back or um <laughs> not really most of it was when i made that decision like sat down put my feet in the water kind of get my feet a break right um that was kind of when like i kind of got pretty emotional about it right like, yeah started questioning myself like that was kind of like when you talk about the highs and lows yeah that was pretty much as low as it gets mm-hmm like kind of just like man do i have any should i even be out here like <laughs> right should i even be archery hunting mm-hmm. like i screwed up like uh i think the mistake i made was yeah my rangefinder said 30 30 35 yards so i shot for 35 yards but it's such a steep angle i was making i was probably making more of a 50 to 60 yard shot really right so I was like, man, the, I should have known. I maybe I shouldn't have shot that far. Like, yeah. So I just started questioning myself. Um, and then really, like, I already had it planned out that if I didn't get something, I would go out for another four days. But I was, I was kind of just telling myself, man, I should, I should just eat this tag. I should just go home and right and not come back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I packed it up, went home, and spent a couple of days here. Um, had to go to the funeral, which I mean. Also sucked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. But yeah, after a couple of days home, hanging out with the kids, it started realizing that. Uh, I mean, that's like my one opportunity to go out there. Yeah, it's not like I could go on all these big hunts, big backpack hunts everywhere. Right. So I knew if I didn't go back, then I wouldn't be going back until August 2021. So yeah, I decided to go back. back out there. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, man. Uh, th- the deal is, is people make decisions every day that are good and that are bad that's how like i live with it like if i make a bad shot like it's a decision you made you got to live with it right but we also are like forward facing predators right like it's part of the deal if you look at predators in the wild game gets away sometimes that game gets away maimed like we do our best it wasn't like you bombed an arrow at 100 yards yeah you know yeah so, I mean, you- I, I think it's important to say too that, I mean, or to 
talk about it because we we take it seriously. Hundred like percent shows that we take it seriously. Mm-hmm. We're not out just to kill them and right. cut the the horns off right. and leave. Exactly. And like I was tore up about it. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Um, yeah, and it, and kind of shows that we do take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Brian Brian was worried about a doe that he whacked last year. He yeah, was like man, a, was, he was a mess. That was a mess. Yeah, phone calls after phone mm-hmm. calls. It but, sucks, dude. But it's yeah. just you live with it and you move on. But you know, you ended up getting back after it. Went back. Some people cut tags. Some don't, dude. No yeah. harm. You no harm, no foul. Um. So yeah, I decided to get back out there. Um. Same thing. It was like a Monday through Thursday thing that I had. So left, <laughs> left like Sunday evening. Drove like six hours. Slept in my car for like three hours. <laughs> <laughs> Got up at like like five or six in the morning drove the rest and got the trailhead and just just went after it just went for it hiked, same, hiked like that 14 miles went like, straight back to the same straight spot straight back to the same exact spot right and uh didn't see a damn thing <laughs> <laughs> so it was like kind of like that night sat there I, I mean i got in there where I, I had a good four or five hours to glass that evening didn't see one thing and uh, so it was kind of like, kind of went back into that low, like, man. I say highs and lows again. Yeah, I was like, man, what am I doing out here? Like, I could go back and just get a cheeseburger and go see my kids. Yeah, <laughs> go hang out at home. Um, and then, so as it got dark, I hiked down to this lake, good good camping spot, set up my tent, and uh, there was a, a group of backpackers in there. So as I set up my tent, kind of getting dinner ready, getting that mountain house heated up yeah there's a there was like four people at least four people just hooting and hollering making oh. all kinds of noise Oof. so i was like oh no wonder i didn't see anything they probably yeah. pushed everything pushed them out of the area um so yeah the next morning went further in went for further than i ever have back in there um didn't didn't see anything like it looked so good I didn't see didn't nothing, see nothing. um and then decided to come back. And, I mean, by that time, I was, like, two days, like, didn't see a single deer for two days. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, maybe I should maybe I should head back and uh, look kind of on that mesa where the very first day of the first trip where I saw those four bucks. Yeah. Maybe look there, look around on the way, on my way out, and if I don't see anything, just head home tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is Wednesday Got up at, got up early because I was pretty far in there. So I got up at like three thirty, eight. Packed my tent up and just started heading out. Yeah. And uh, I seen deer on the way out. Finally, Wednesday, yeah. all dozo. And then the last little bit got up on this mesa and um, those bucks were there, <laughs> same exact spot. Loving it. Um. There was three instead of four, so it was the biggest one wasn't there. Right. Um. So I was like, awesome! Like I could, I've already done this stock last week. Yeah. So like I knew exactly what to do, and there's not where they were. There was like I, I was pretty confident that they were gonna stay up there because yeah. there's it was just all shale rock. Mm-hmm. There's nowhere for them to. I mean, either they're gonna go two thousand feet down the mountain somewhere, or they're gonna bed in this like one of like two bushes up on top of this mesa yeah so you're like ah, i know where they're going <laughs> yeah i was like 
they're probably going to bed in this bush. Like I already had the plan. I already even knew that if I wrapped side hill around like this Mesa, when I pop up, I knew that there was a kind of like the rocks kind of made a pile in one spot. Mm -hmm. And I knew that if I stay, I could stay out of sight by staying behind that pile of rocks. Yeah. And when I get to that pile of rocks, I would be like about 60 yards from this, from where they're from at. the bushes. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it worked out, worked out perfect. Got wrapped around. I mean, it took, it took about an hour and a half to, to kind of get within range. Like yeah. it was a, it was a good, good distance to get there. Yeah. Um, but crawled in, stayed out of sight, got, a, got to, got in position, knocked the arrow up and kind of had this plan of like, all right, well, when I see him coming, like I'll turn the GoPro on and maybe, maybe get the shot again on the GoPro. <laughs> and yeah. Like, uh, sat there for, sat there for like two hours and then, uh, it's like, man, I wonder if they're even still there. <laughs> Because I've done, yeah. I've done that too. Do stocks and and sat there for hours, and then they're gone. Dang, animals not even there. Yeah, you're sitting there wasting time. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I think it was at that point I put the binoculars up and kind of slowly stand up, up and and and, and saw saw the, those velvet yeah. tines kind of sticking up in the bushes. So I was like, awesome! I knew he was there. Um. And and that was kind of like that moment. There's like. I think a couple moments that's kind of helped my success um, is it almost seems like at least around here in San Diego, there's times where I, I didn't even know if it was possible to, to do a spot and stock in San Diego and, and shoot a buck with a bow. Right. But I think the first, the first buck I shot, I kind of had a moment where I got within that 25 yard range and I knew he was there and I was like, like like a big win. Like you realize how big of a win it is to even get that close to yeah. the animal. So that that's kind of helped me kind of like relax, take a step back. And I was like, all right, I already, already accomplished a big part of like why I hunt. Yeah. You know, getting getting, getting close. that close and not them not knowing you there. Mm -hmm. um, so that was, that was like a win kind of realizing, all right, well, I'm out here in the high country and was successful in, in kind of getting within range. Getting within range, whereas if conditions are right, you can yeah. get an arrow in it. They have no idea I'm here, right. so that's pretty cool. Um, and then, like three, three, three and a half hours in, I see one kind, kind of coming out of the bushes and turn the GoPro on, and like it, that all worked out perfect. And it was kind of like the wind was pretty, pretty sketchy, like, just like last time, yeah. like, um, I was really surprised it didn't already smell me. I think because I was almost on the edge of a really steep, big mountain, the wind was coming up the mountain. I think my scent was almost blowing over the animals up and over them. Maybe. Um, but as it was the further and further to the right, it, it kept going. I was afraid it was going to catch my wind at like any second. Yeah. Um, and I kept ranging it and ranging it and he kept moving to the right and, he was at fifty yards, so I was like, "It's like you know, either way, I'm I'm going home tonight." That was like my mindset. It's yeah, like, I'm going home tonight. Like my car's only five miles away. Yeah, not that bad. Like either either I make the shot, hit him, 
Hopefully he dies right on top of the mountain. <laughs> yeah. Right? Not, not that not that far. And if I blow it, miss or whatever, it's not that far behind you know, me. going is, home yeah, tonight. Yeah, you're going home. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was excited about that. And, uh, yeah, took a 50-yard shot. Totally same thing. Took my time and uh, anchored in and, and just, I think it was 55 yards, and I put the 50-yard right on his heart. Oh, so really? I, was, I was even kind of aiming low. Right. And just let it fly. And that arrow went way over his back. <laughs> like, way left. Ray left? Yeah. Dang. And Were I you was watching like, your bubble and everything? Yeah, yeah. Bubble. Everything was good. I took my time. What happened? I'm thinking it was the wind. Oh, was, yeah. I'll, okay. I'll just show you the video. Yeah. It was windy. So I blame it on the wind. Maybe it was me. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> Either way, I missed. <laughs> Uh, and luckily he didn't, he didn't just take off. Cause I was like, I shot and saw the arrow go and I was like, all right, well that's it. Like I was like, waiting for the other two to bust out of bound the, out. Yeah. And he just kind of like looked around like, Oh, what was that? And slowly kind of went back into the bushes and vetted down again. What? Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, wow, still in the game. All right. So, yeah, perfect. So that was after three hours of sitting there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got in there about noon at about 3 three thirty is when the one came out i missed it was uh 6 30 another three hours um they all came out again or actually they came out once they came out once all three of them and they're all at 50 yards again i just had 50 yard shots all day and i was You're just like uh, i was like i'm not gonna try it again I'm, you'll blow that opportunity yeah, yeah. i, I want to be like i decided I needed to be within 40 yards. I was like, yeah. so after missing at, at 55, I was like, all right, if I get within 40 or if they come within 40, I'll try again. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, I'm not even, I don't even want to try. Right. Um. And then so they came out, went back in, bedded down again. <sighs> and then at that time, I was like, okay, if I can get just a little bit closer, if they come out and do the same thing, I should be within 40. Yeah. So I snuck in a little bit closer um, at that time, I didn't have that rock pile to kind of conceal me. I was just totally out in the open. <laughs> um, <laughs> just nothing hiding me. And after five hours of on my knees in this shell rock, beat I was just done. Like my, my knees were just done. I finally just sat on my butt. So I was sitting on my butt and thinking – when I see them kind of making their way out of these bushes that maybe like I should be able to kind of get on my knees and get a more comfortable shooting position. Um, like six thirty, here they come filing out one after another and they came out so fast. I didn't, I didn't have time to move at all. So I was just stuck, and <laughs> stuck sitting, on yeah. my butt. Yeah. Um, and then the first one came in, uh, I think I ranged the first one at 40, and I was like, and he was probably the smallest one. Right. I mean, they all weren't, they all weren't that big. The Buckeye shot's not, not big, but. Dude, <laughs> listen, I think, you're taking, I think you're taking away from the story yeah. when you say that, man. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, anyways, but I was going to shoot the first one. I was like. Yeah. I was like, whatever shot I can get, make it happen. Yeah. And uh, he was coming in, and I was. Gonna pull draw back, and then I was like, the biggest one was in the back. Yeah, 
I was like, coming the same way. Yeah, and I got a little greedy, and I was like, <laughs> all I was right. Like, well, if this one's coming within range, then I should get a shot on this one. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he came in, and and by the time they, they they kind of walked right at me, and uh, like pretty quick pinned me down. Oh yeah, of so course. They, I mean, I was just out in the open, sitting on my butt. Um, so there was like a time where they're like, I was sitting there ranging and the biggest one I ranged at 30 and they all like, look, were looking right at me and, uh, and they all kind of spooked like right at the same time, all three of them, whatever happened, all three of them like swung around, like they're going to take off, but they didn't, they just swung around and stopped and looked. So right as they swung around, I drew back, right. Um, drew back and. And the biggest, yeah, they all swung around. The biggest one turned back, kind of like they do, turned back and perfect broadside. Um, he, was, he was looking at me, but 30, 30, yards. 30 yards, yeah, just let it fly. Drilled him. Um, and he still jumped the string pretty good. Oh, it's um, 30 yards. I mean, it's, yeah. it's not like it's 15. Yeah, he was semi-alert. Yeah, yeah he, was, he was definitely alert. He knew yeah. something was up. And, and, uh, and I drilled him. But when he ran off, like I shot him on the right side, when he ran off, I saw the arrow sticking out of the left side, and it was sticking out high, like how high below like, the back strap, like just below the back strap. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh man, what'd you hit him with?" It's broadhead, a, a rage hypodermic. Okay, as long as it spun in him as it was going through, you, you... yeah. So it. It looked high, and I was like, oh, Again. Man, again. <laughs> I did it again. <laughs> and this was at 6.30 in the evening. I think I think shooting hours is like 8.30 yeah. in August. It's pretty late. It's pretty late. Um, and I immediately, I was like, I started just thinking the same things were going to happen again like mm-hmm. the, the, the week before. So I was like, I got to just start, I gotta start tracking this thing. I got to find this thing tonight. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so when I did the stock, that was the other thing I left out. When I did the stock, I, I took everything out of my backpack that, cause I decided I wanted to bring my backpack, but without all the extra bulk in it. Mm-hmm. So all my extra clothes. Yeah. Um, I had a brand new, like one of the things I got this year is this brand new puffy jacket. Yeah. <laughs> I took that out. I don't know why. There's only ways it, a pound. Yeah, <laughs> nothing. Super light. <laughs> I took everything out. So I had, the only thing I had in my backpack was the water. I had my vinyl harness, which I kind of keep uh, like some fire starter stuff yeah. in, my tag, pen, like all of that. Yeah. Um, my game bags and like knife. That was yeah. like pretty much it. Um, it even, my, even my pistol, like. My job allows me to carry Correct. a pistol when I hunt. Yeah. So right. Gr- I'm going to take gr- advantage of that. You should. And I knew my plan was I was going to be crawling on my side would be worked out best. So I even took my pistol out of my holster because I didn't want to scratch the crap yeah. out of my pistol right. while I was like side crawling. <laughs> yeah. So sleep like everything. Um, and then so I started tracking it and sure shit this thing went straight down this mountain mm-hmm. um and started following the trail so the video that that you saw was 
um, this mountain, it's it's gnarly terrain. Yeah, it looked pretty bad. <laughs> it's steep. Dude. Super steep. I got to see that video. Like one <laughs> slip, you're going down with all those rocks. Yeah, and it was, you're trying to walk down. It's just shale. Mm-hmm. It's just shale rock, and you're trying to walk down, and it was, like, causing, like, little miniature avalanches of shale. Yeah. Like, you're just, like, riding the shale. <laughs> down. <laughs> riding it down, like, yeah. surfing the shale. Dude. I'm trying to follow a blood trail, too. Yeah. So, like, trying to not take out your blood trail with all the shale mm-hmm. was tough. Um, I got about 100 yards down that mountain, and I knew that there was no way I was going to get myself back up. Oh, really? Yeah, I was like, I'm not going to be able to get up to my camp. Right. <laughs> uh, I knew that I would have to get all the way back down, and then I knew there was a trail down there, and I would have to loop do a big loop around right oh because you're saying because of the shell was so it uh, was just it's like slippery yeah steep yeah loose yeah i knew that i wasn't so i right there i made a decision like more than likely gonna just be sleeping on the stars tonight (laughs) Oof. uh i don't know some people maybe maybe they're just called it quits right there yeah yeah but i was that and that's one scenario that that i mean as far as hunting solo and by yourself that's one scenario that i already kind of went through in my mind that that i mean a lot of times you take your pack off to do a stock yeah and you might get stuck without your pack yeah depending on the situation so i was already like all right let's do this yeah a lot of i'm not gonna lose this animal it seems like you took the necessities for a night i mean well to to survive it'd have been nice to have that puffy jacket well yeah but i mean (laughs) look i mean you had fire starter with you. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'd let my pistol go, but you know, at the same time, <laughs> yeah. try yeah. to put it somewhere else. But you know, but I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. So uh, you're you're blood trailing this deer. So I'm following this deer, and and my plan was like, okay, like I it it looked doable to get down all the way down to the timberline. So I was like, okay, at least tonight I should be able to get down to the timberline where I could actually make a legit fire if I and need make to. shelter. Yeah. Yeah. Make shelter. Or stay warm, make a fire and stay warm. Right. Um, and so I'm following this blood trail, and I hit a point. I hit a point where I could tell the the deer I'd bedded, and there's just blood, blood everywhere. Blood everywhere, and it looked like it had bedded, but I'd probably jumped it up. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I couldn't, I couldn't pick it up. Like I didn't know what direction it went, right. and I was kind of doing circles. And I mean. You can only go so far because it was like, yeah, I didn't want to go down too far and not be able to get back up. And it was like, a, that was like 8, 8, 10, 8, 15. Right. Like it was going to be dark within a half hour. And I yeah. started, started kind of to panic because I knew I was like, it's like, oh, I can't, can't spend the night up here. I need to at least get down to the timber line. Yeah. Um, so I, I hit a point where I was like, uh, I just gotta like I don't know if my safety's worth it. I gotta, right? I gotta just get down this mountain. Yeah. Like, and I, I was afraid. What I, the reason I kind of started tracking it so fast because I knew it was important to find it that night because I don't want the same thing to happen. I don't want predators to get to it. Right. I knew if I didn't find it that night, I probably wouldn't find it. Yeah. So I was like, all right, well, I'm just gonna head down and maybe do an eight mile loop and maybe tomorrow I'll start over. But 
either way, I felt I felt like I needed to get down to where I could actually make a, a fire to stay warm. Yeah, and it's funny you you're like saying like, oh, I get down and make the eight mile loop, dude. A lot of people <laughs> they probably don't understand how far eight miles is when you're on foot. You're already beat up. That's not an easy eight trek, miles dude. Two thousand feet elevation. And for you, and like for you to like sit there and contemplate in your head when you're solo going like, like I, it trips me out like your mindset at that point because yeah. for me. Like listening to you say, like with ease, like, oh, I just got to get down this thing because I can just make the eight mile trek <laughs> back, get my stuff and come back down through. Like your mindset was different than it is right now sitting in that chair. Like it, it has to be for you to be thinking like that. Yeah. It's wild. Maybe it's the altitude. Might be, dude. I don't <laughs> yeah. know, man. It, it might be, but. Uh, so I, I decided I was just going to get down. It, it really didn't look that far. Um. So I, I, I just started kind of bonsaiing down this hill. Just I was like, all right, I'm gonna, I gotta get down before it's too dark, so I could actually see and navigate. Yeah. So I was bonsaiing down this hill, and uh, I, I didn't get that far. I maybe only went like, I probably went like 100 to 200 yards down this hill, and I jumped, I jumped this deer up, the deer I hit. Yeah. I jumped him up like a like. I was like, "Oh shit, there he is." And I pulled out my range finder and it was like it was like right at the end of shooting light. Yeah. Like you know, um let's say shooting light like ended at 8:30. At 8:30 it might be legal shooting light. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean you could actually get a shot with your bow. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like it's eight, dark. Yeah, it's dark. Yeah. It's not I mean for for 10 yards. Yeah. Like you okay, maybe. You know, but um, at, at the end of legal shoot light, that's yeah. Down, down so, a mountain, super dark, probably. Yeah. So I I jumped it up, and he's and I could tell he was jacked up. He's just stumbling and he hurting, hurting bad. And I ranged him at forty, and like I thought, oh, maybe I can get a shot. And then I was like, no, there's no way I'm gonna hit that thing yeah. right now. It's at just 40 that dark. Yeah, yeah, it was dark, dude. And um, and I watched him stumble for. He probably went like not even a hundred yards, and it looked like he. Like, I, I think I, like, I thought I saw him lay down, mm-hmm. like, and you could hear it, like, all the shell, all the noise he was making, all the shell he was pushing down the hill, all that noise stopped, because he stopped, and it looked like he laid down, and, uh, so I was probably, like, 100 yards from him, like, 100, 150 yards from him, and, uh, so I was like, I made a decision, I'm just, all right, I'm just gonna sit right here, I'm gonna give him like three, three and a half hours yeah. to, to die. And then, then I'll go over there. And I, I, I tried to, as best I could mark where I thought he was. Mm-hmm. Cause I thought if I waited three hours in the dark, I thought maybe I would make it over there and find him. So then my plans changed. I was like, okay, well three hours, he should, he should be dead. Go over, find him, quarter him up and then try to get down in the dark to the timberline. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'm just going to sit down right here. Yeah. Um, sat down, sat there for about an hour. And, I mean, sat there for an hour, pulled my phone out, turned my phone off airplane mode, and somehow I had service right there. What? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Middle of nowhere. Dude. Had service. And I was like, holy crap. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So the first thing I did is call my wife, and I was like, "Don't, don't get too excited. I'm not, I'm not in the car yet." <laughs> <laughs> I 
but so I kind of told her what was going on and talked for a while. So that was good. And yeah, she gave, gave, you. she gave me shit. Oh, all of a sudden now you got service. Like, oh yeah, well, <laughs> third year out there. Let me send you where a pin. Yeah. You know, let me let me show you where I'm at. Um, and then, uh, so we talked for for a while, hung up, and I'm sitting there, and then uh, and then I decided to call Johnny. Yeah, SD Birds. Uh, yeah, John, Johnny, Johnny Ryan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I call him. So this was like a, it was probably like 10:30 at night now. I call him and he answers and and he he knew I'd been planning this hunt, but I don't think he knew I was out there then. So I called him at ten ten thirty at night. <laughs> and he's probably like, okay, where are you at? Yeah, <laughs> I, I think he I think he might have said, I think he even might have said, hey, I'll start heading out that way. I, right. He's like, send me a pen. I'll start heading out there. And I was like, no, dude. <laughs> no, dude. No, you ain't gonna make it, man. <laughs> Coming out here anytime soon. Dude, that guy's rad. Uh, Cause that's that's actually what he did the the first year I shot. He helped me find that thing. And yeah, he was out there. Like I just sent him a picture of a bloody arrow, dude. I hit one. Yeah, he was out the there within an hour. Yeah, dude, helped me find that thing. Johnny's a good guy. Um, so and I uh, and I kind of told him the situation. I was like, I was like, yeah, I just talked to my wife and told her everything is good, not to worry, but. To be honest with you, Johnny, I'm, I'm a little worried right now. <laughs> so, it's cold. You know, I'm a little chilly. <laughs> so we we talked for like we talked for a while, like over an hour. Mm-hmm. And I think while we were talking, the more I sat there, the the colder I got. Yeah. And I think while we were talking is when I pulled my fire starter out and like started a little fire. Yeah. But there's sick. nothing to burn. Yeah. There's like shrubs growing out of the the mm-hmm. shell. Um. So I kind of clicked it some shrubs and and actually got a, a little fire burning so felt that warmth for a half a minute yeah i just kind of just huddled over it and, yeah and uh i sent took a selfie and sent it to johnny <laughs> <laughs> so, so you had good service right there yeah <laughs> Dude. it was a, just crazy yeah that's awesome um so i waited talked to him for for a while um told him i was like yeah i'm gonna wait until like 12 12 30 at night and then see if i could find this thing go in on it um and hung up the phone with him and started having headed over there and i couldn't find the dang thing oh, like was thinking i'd be able to see it um and i knew i knew if i jumped it up i would have heard it yeah because that shell is just so loud um and decided decided again and i was like all right well he's he has to be within like fifty to hundred yards from me, right? And some direction, like I don't want to go too far down because I don't want to have to come I, back up. Yeah, I don't want to pass him. I was afraid I wasn't going to be able to get back up. So I was like, all right, well, just lay down right here and, yeah. and get through this night. Meanwhile, <laughs> you didn't have any of your gear with you. You didn't Nothing. have your pistol on you. All you had was fire putty. Yeah, essentially, that's all you had. And I had your shirt a, on your back. My my fire starter was uh. Um, cotton balls with Vaseline in it. Yeah, that works, works good. Works pretty good. Dude, you know that fire putty stuff they have out there? Uh-uh. It, I think it's called fire putty. Yeah, something like that. It's, I mean, essentially, it's the same thing. I mean, it's like fiber. Comes like in a little can. Yeah, yeah. But Vaseline cotton balls. Is, it works out cheap. great. <laughs> yeah, it works. Going. Can't beat it. Um, and I so I sat sat down and and I tried I tried to get another little fire going and it was just too windy. I couldn't. Yeah. I I burnt through like. I don't three or four of those little cotton balls. You're like, uh oh. I was kinda of running out of fire starter. So 
I just couldn't get it going, so I was like, all right, I'm just going to try to sleep. I right. tried to get comfortable on the rocks. Slept for, I think I actually slept for like maybe an hour, an hour and a half. Were you were you concerned about the cold? Was it that cold where you were concerned, or was it like, oh, I'm just uncomfortable? I knew, I knew it was going to suck, but I wasn't concerned that that I would really have an issue. I knew it was just going to suck. Because how cold because, do you think it got? Um, I'm guessing it was somewhere around 40 to 45 degrees. Okay, okay. Because I had, and all I had was pants, like what you're wearing, sleeve shirt, yeah. Okay. Um, and and a, and I did have my, uh, so I had a long sleeve shirt and then a soft shell, like a thin soft shell jacket. Okay, so yeah, you were you weren't gonna. So I knew I wasn't gonna die yeah. sitting there because half the problem, a lot of people die from hypothermia because they go to sleep. Yeah. And then their heart stops. Um. So I tried to get some sleep. Woke up. About an hour. I think I may have slept about an hour. Um, and then I was cold. <laughs> yeah, you shivered um, all night. And then that was when I came up with the idea that the, really the only thing I had in my backpack was water and uh, my game bags. Mm. And so I took my game bags and shoved them under my jacket to try to kind of make some insulation. Okay. <laughs> and then I took, I actually had a, a, a trash bag, like a, pretty heavy duty trash bag that i've had in my backpack for like five years yeah like just one of those things i just threw in my backpack and just leave it in there for just in case yeah um and it was windy as hell too oh perfect so i took that trash bag out ripped the top yep. off put it over me mm-hmm. and just went dude that just it works sucked it up <laughs> dude that works it'll keep your heat in yeah and, I, and also the other thing i did was my backpack because it's a 5500 Mm-hmm. cubic inch backpack i just took just opened it up and put my boots oh you got in it got in it like up to my waist pretty yeah. much <laughs> wow dude know. you work old bro <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that that dude. really did anything but uh, whatever that, that country's no joke no man. it's not yeah. dude i'm telling you i'm getting intimidated now man dude, <laughs> i have had some seriously cold nights in deer camp and um yeah you start doing funny stuff dude yeah. to try to stay warm it's insane. Like uh, you hopped in your backpack. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Got in the backpack. Yeah. Uh and sat there for four uh, more hours. No, I sat there for like it probably wasn't more than two hours. It was probably only another hour to where I hit my point where I was like, I don't like I was just like just shivering, shaking. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't I can't do this anymore. I gotta figure something out. Yeah. Uh, my plan was I couldn't I couldn't do push ups because mm-hmm. it's just too steep to, the rocks were too loose yeah so i was like i'm gonna try to get another fire going if mm-hmm. i can't do that i gotta try to balance and like do some squats or yeah something. i was gonna say start squatting <laughs> i was gonna that was, that was my plan um so i collected these shrubs again and actually got a fire going and it was like every like 15 20 minutes this thing would start burning out and i would have to kind of go to another little bush find another little shrub pull it out of the shell yeah go back to my little spot and stoke the the fire fire. yeah um it was probably like it was like five o'clock five five in the morning that there was (laughs) there was nothing else to burn around me like i went like like 10 yards in like every direction that i actually could right and collected every like little shrub were the rocks around the fire getting warm yeah so it kind of had like some good coals going so like between like five 
like 4.30 or 5 until it actually got light. I was pretty much just like in the fetal position, like with these coals, like right there. Yeah. And just yeah. huddled over it. <laughs> That's dude. crazy, dude. And yeah. like I would be dozing off and then I would wake up because I inhaled like a big a thing big of thing like of smoke. smoke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just wake up like choking. Yeah. Um, but it got, yeah, I got through it, got... God. <laughs> that's crazy i can't believe it that's wild man i mean i know we're sitting here laughing about it but the but it's yeah. freaking wild dude solo yeah miles yeah. and miles away from your truck freezing your balls off i'm sitting out there thinking i was like fuck why did i leave my gun like <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't even have my gun it's wild uh, i had a gun i left it up there i don't have my damn puffy jacket like could have been better off woulda coulda shoulda yeah um but yeah i got like Sat there and just endured the suck until it got light enough that that I could actually see through my binoculars, and uh, no shit, I put my back. I was like, "All right, I'm gonna find this thing now." Like it got light enough, it was like just a little after six. Put my backpack on, walk like five yards maybe, kind of, kind of got to where I stepped up on this rock, put my binoculars up and looked down. And I saw the velvet antlers sticking ah. up behind a rock like 30 yards away. Oh, my God. He was right there all night. Just dead. No. Oh, <laughs> oh, he was, oh okay. I thought he was dead. Okay. So I was like, oh, awesome. Like, there he is. And I thought he was dead, and I just start cruising. Like, yeah, just coming in hot. Coming in hot, <laughs> just surfing the shell down. And then all of a sudden, the damn thing just jumps up oh. and starts stumbling down the hill. Dude. And and I was like, holy shit, this thing is still alive. And I have a video. I'll show you the video. I, I looked and I saw the wound. Yeah. I saw the hole and where the blood was coming out. And it it was the right spot. It's a good shot. And I couldn't believe that that thing. Dude, they're just so tough. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. And I and so as he was stumbling away, I, I have a phone scope. I put it up to my binoculars. Right. And just got a quick video. Oof. Um. And yeah, the thing's still alive and just stumbled down. And um, I think I was, I called Johnny again. It's <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> this still damn alive. thing's still alive. Uh, and so I, I, I walked, walked, or I tried to as much as I could sneak up on him. And I, he was messed up. I pretty much walked right up to him 10 yards. Oh, really? I got 10 yards to him. Was he looking at you? Yeah. He oh, was he, jacked up. He knew it. Yeah. So I had 10 yards and just, put my 30 yard pin on him and just tend him again. Um, and he, and he jumped up and made it like maybe another 10 yards. Bell over. It was done. Dude. Yeah. So I was like, wow. Yeah. dude, It was a relief. Yeah. That's insane, dude. That's a and wild night. It was a relief and yeah, insane. <laughs> and it was hard to believe that at that moment I was like, wow, I'm actually taking this animal home after, yeah. after that. <laughs> Did you, uh, that first arrow, like, was it, it was still in him? No, I had actually found, as I was doing, like, following the blunt trail, I found the whole arrow fully intact. Okay. So, so it fell out of him. Yeah. Did it look like the arrow had expanded fully and all that? Or? Yeah, the broadhead was fully expanded perfectly. Dude, it, insane, just, dude. it just happens. He had a big hole, and it's crazy, though, because when I shot him the second time, um, I mean, I wasn't focusing on his first wound. I was trying to focus on where the right place to shoot was. And when I shot the second time, I was above him shooting down. The arrow went right into the same hole. Oh, really? Yeah. So 
like really opened them up. Dude, it, it's like, uh, did you hit, like, was the entrance and exit? I know you so, said that wound was good or the hole was good on both sides, but was no, it? No, so like I said before, what I saw when he ran off was I thought it was high. Yeah. But where it went in was good. So, and like I said, he jumped the string. Like I knew he he turned real quick, jumped yeah. the string, but I knew the arrow hit him. Um, I think what he did was, like he was kind of broadside and he he turned to run so i think he went so sideways that the arrow went in yeah good but came out high okay if that makes sense yeah it does yeah. so you um, lunged one lung yeah you got one lung and it oh well, i mean i'm assuming well, that cuz they can live on one lung man this happens like i mean i whacked yeah. the deer in michigan and I shit you not, man. It was like a week later. My uncle told me the neighbor saw that deer limping hard on the front left. Wow. And and I we for sure had lung in it. I mean, there's there's bubbles in the blood everywhere. But I we only hit. I only got into one lung. It's crazy. It is. Crazy like, you tough. probably got one lung yeah, and the thing lived. To. There's no way I didn't hit a lung. Yeah. And, yeah. It, and it's like it's kind. It kind of trips me out because you think like it's so vascular in the lung that if you just hit one, it would bleed out. But yeah. I think what happens is there's so much blood in there, and it's such a fine blood that uh, it coagulates real quick. Yeah, you know, so that if you don't get both, you know, and it doesn't yeah. essentially drown yeah. right away, then the one lung is able to keep them alive while that coagulates and doesn't bleed out. But that that second shot at ten yards hit both, opened them up, and he he didn't go far. He went like ten yards, and within like thirty seconds was. Like, yeah. I, I watched him take his last spread. Actually, I got that on video, too. Oh, you did? Yeah. I took the shot and pulled my phone out and put it on my binoculars. Oh, really? Uh, no, not even my binoculars. I just pulled my phone out and just press record. Mm-hmm. And, like, right as I press record, he's, like, falling down. Really? And you see him just kind of take his last breath and lay his head down. He just kind of boom down. Yeah. He, yeah. Oof. Deer crazy, dude. Insane, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, at least it was... A success on the second go around yeah. you know you did everything you could to put him down quick you know you thought it was a good shot and you stayed after it like you said yeah. a lot of people would have been like oh nope i'm out of here yeah that's you what know? i was like a lot of people probably would have seen the hill he went down and been like no way let's go find another one <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah dude well at well. least you stayed after it and got it done and what a yeah. success man now you got this crazy story that well that was kind of when the work started. Well, right. That, <laughs> that's what happened. That pack out, man. Dude, so, well, yeah, tell me that. After you shot that deer, did you have so, to go circle eight miles to get your stuff? Yeah. Did you? I I had to finish getting down this hill, and then I knew at the bottom was a trail that I could take up, but then it was just all all uphill from there. Just I had to go down just to go, how'd go back you, up. When you got your stuff, how would you get back down the same way the deer went? Um, the, the direction... What do you mean? Getting like back when to you my, got when you got your gear, got everything back after the eight mile loop. You got everything. No, back up my top. my car was the complete other direction. No, no, I'm saying like because you found the deer, and then yeah. you had to go get the stuff that you left on top of the mountain. No, so I I got to the deer. I mean, took some some time to take some pictures. Yeah, quarter tagged it, quartered it up, packed it up, and I had to go down the rest of the way, and then do a big loop to get back to my stuff because my stuff really wasn't that far off the main trail oh okay that's what okay i'm sorry so you got your stuff and was able to go back to your truck you didn't need to go back yeah 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 i'm sorry (laughs) i wasn't i didn't quite understand that were you able to make a full drive home after that one or did you have to stop and sleep man because i bet you were tore up i was jacked up and 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 i told when i talked to my wife the night before i 
she's like, okay, well, you said you're coming home Thursday. You're still going to be home Thursday, right? <laughs> I said, I said uh, yes, I will be in my car. I will call you Thursday. Like, yeah. I will get back to my car Thursday night. Right. Like, I will make it happen. Right. Um, so I quartered it up and just uh, the other thing I screwed up on, because I knew, I knew the trek I needed to make was going to be tough and I needed to hustle. You need to get on it, yeah. And I was, I cut the shit out of my thumb. Did you? Trying to cut that thing up. Like Pressure. Pretty good. It's all yeah. pressure, that's yeah. why. Yeah, I was hustling and I was trying to, because I just used, I just had to have one. <laughs> that's all that's the it's knife probably, i had you didn't lose your <laughs> thumb dude yep. the havalon and i was trying to cut the joint to get the lower part of the leg off yeah and yeah it just Somehow slipped it just... and just went right in um it was bleeding pretty good <laughs> and i sat there and held pressure on it for 30 minutes and it was still, it just wouldn't stop. It wouldn't stop, huh? And I was like, fuck, I, I, I got to go. Like, I got to load this thing up and get going if I want to get home tonight. Yeah. Or, or get to the car tonight. Um, if you don't bleed out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had my, my uh, like, survival kit or lack of survival kit. A little med kit something, yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know why, but I only had, like, uh, I think I just had like one band-aid that was that size and I actually had suture kits, but it wasn't that bad. Right. Like, like I wasn't going to sit there and try to like suture myself. Right. I had some super glue. Oh dude, that'd that's be all you need. Right there. That's so all you need. I tried. Oh, that it didn't work? Tried. And it didn't I work? I dumped some super glue on it and it just pff, right Chooped out the right side. Out. It just kept bleeding. Yeah, it kept bleeding. Right out the side. Yeah. And then, um, so I, yeah, I was like, I gotta, I gotta go. So I, I uh, I had some electrical tape too, so I put that band aid on real quick. Took that electrical tape and just tighten it down, tighten the shit out of it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I kept going, finished, loaded up, and then getting down the rest of that hill was a nightmare. All that weight. Yeah. I recently, um, a couple of days ago, I took my bow into the bow and arrow shop. Yeah. What Bruce <laughs> so, say? So this thing needs some love, man. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what did you do this thing? <laughs> Sorry. It is like the limbs and the cam is just so jacked up. Like, I mean, because that's some good weight on your back. Mm-hmm. Trying to get down the sill. Falling. I fell, I don't know how many times. And I, I strapped the bow vertical on the backpack on the back. Yeah, but when you fall. Because I need my hands. Yeah, when you fall, though, the yeah. ass into that bow hits the ground. Mm-hmm. The cams yeah. and. Yeah, so it was just falling right on the, the bottom limb uh-huh. the cam. It is what it is. Yeah. You got out. Yeah. Um. At one point, I know I slipped on a rock, and both feet were just completely off the ground. Just oh, dude. landed right on my hip. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Dude. Poor boy. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> dude, I knocked the new off my bow when I was elk hunting a couple years ago in, I, er, in Utah. Knocked the new right off that son bitch, dude. We were in some <laughs> shell like that, and that stuff is wicked, yeah. man. Wicked. And, yeah, ding the limb, all that kind I of mean, stuff. I mean, I've had, I've had the bow five years. I've taken really good care of it. <laughs> well... <laughs> pretty beat up now it takes us one trip in the high country i know Uh, high country for you yeah so i get down this hill and by the time i got to the bottom i was already spent man yeah um my thumb was just throbbing Uh, i bet and it was funny just to make things even harder (laughs) i started running low on water (laughs) or pretty much ran out of water but i had like a half a nalgene bottle Mm -hmm. um and i knew i knew the trail would eventually meet up 
with this stream. Right. But I didn't want to like go out of the way to get to the water. If Wanted I, if if I, I just hit the stream. suck it up, like I knew the the stream would be within like 20 yards of the trail. Mm. So yeah, I went, probably went a good mile without like water. And this is all daytime? Yeah. Daytime hiking? Yeah. Hot. So this was probably like 11, 10, 11 o'clock in the mm-hmm. morning. Yeah. Um, finally hit to the point where it was like, I see that stream was like 500 yards. So I dropped the pack and just went for it. Went over there. <laughs> went over there, take my, my water. Cause one thing I did have was my water filter stuff. My, yeah. my Sawyer squeezed, fill up the little, the dirty water bottles, put the, the filter on. The thing was just clogged. Just, Ugh. I could not get water out of it. I'm just sitting there like squeezing the hell out of it. And it's just like drip, Ugh. drip. And I was just like, fuck this. Just took my nalgene just right and in the river. Just, really? You didn't <laughs> just get just in it. Well, when you're that high up, do you have to worry about Girardia or anything from cows? Well, no, there's no cows, but I mean. Everything. Yeah. Play something it dies in it. Yeah, I get it. I mean, you don't I want to get that crap out there. You already on the way home. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the thing. I was like, screw it. <laughs> yeah. You, it's not like you were uh, three days before you go yeah. home or you're going to start feeling the effects of something like that. Uh, the other thing I had was. Um, one peanut butter and honey bagel. Oh shit! <laughs> so, like, yeah. I hadn't eaten anything since the prior day. Since four o'clock, the, yeah, the day before. Yeah, uh, and then some a little bit of snacks when I was hiking. So this was like twenty, about twenty six hours in without eating anything. Oh, you were thin. So you, no 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 food. Yeah, your no bo- sleep. dude, your body was burning fat. Um, so I just, yeah, that was I took the break, ate that peanut butter and honey, drank like a couple of Nalgene bottles, and then filled my camel back, water up, and just kind of kept going. Oh, dude. Um, yeah, I just chipped away at it. I just kept going. Yeah. What was, time did you get back to your vehicle? So finally got back to my car at like eight thirty at night. Oh shit! Get sunset. Yeah, it was it was dark. It was like dark right when I got dude. Um yeah, there was times where like I I'd only I could only go like 50 100 yards I had to stop. Cuz it's steep, rough yeah. terrain. Like mm-hmm. I would go, I would make like 50 100 yards and stop and I was just so wore out that like I don't know how many times I just kind of fell asleep. Yeah, you just that you that wore out you <laughs> can like, sleep. Kind of woke up. Oh crap, I got to keep going. Just Yeah. Get back up and just kind of yeah, going. That's it was a rough, intense. a rough pack out. When you got to your vehicle, did you, did you have service at your vehicle? No. So you had to drive. To no it. service. No service anywhere out there. The closest service was when you hit a town like an hour from the trailhead or way up on top of the mountain. Yeah. Somehow <laughs> I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't going back to that spot. Somehow this little spot. Yeah. So it was like, it was close to ten o'clock by the time I called my wife, told her I was in the car headed home. Dang, she pissed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I also when I had service, I I also sent a picture or text text my dad, right. my stepmom, saying, "Hey, I got one. I got one." And then they didn't hear from me because I'd lost service. Yeah. So they didn't hear from me again for yeah. over a day. So they were freaking out. Dude, you gotta get a you gotta get in reach. I have I have okay. a. I got one now. You got one now. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it, it, I got one of those Zolio. Have you it, heard of the? I haven't. I I ended up, dude. So I've always, um, ne- I've never had one up yeah. until two years ago, because I was concerned we started going out of state and 
the first time I ever went out of state, I realized like, hey, how vast the land is and you're miles and miles and yeah. hours away from service, right? So n- not necessarily that I was concerned about my own safety, but like you said at the beginning of this podcast, like, dude, you don't know when you get service if you're going to come to a thousand missed calls and text messages yeah. of what has happened, right? So for me to have that level of, and it's more for me, like not even necessarily for my wife. Like, I mean, it is to stay in contact with her, but she would tell you that I contact her too much when I'm gone. Yeah. Yeah. Just specifically because she's like very independent, but she knows that I'm not going to be out there doing stupid shit. Like she's mm-hmm. cool with going a couple of days without hearing from me, you know, but yeah. anyway, it's like, good to know that everything's good at home too. Yeah. yeah. So peace of mind and, out there. and it's for me, that's why I want it. Cause I need to know everything's good. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it, I need to know my wife's okay. Like, how am I going to be able to enjoy the time if I can't separate the difference between, like, if I can't verify that everything back where I'm from is okay. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I need that. I need that peace of mind. So, that's why I got one, and and it works everywhere. It's great. So, you know, your next one's going to be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So yeah, I got one now. Yeah, you won't have to um, worry about it. I think it'll be good to have even around here because there's spots even in San Diego. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. There is, and and it's like oh. our tree stand. That we got? There's nothing. There's nothing there. So I bring it. For sure I bring it. And it's not even like, I mean, you're literally five minutes from service. Yeah. But, dude, you fall out out. of it. Well, if you fall out of that tree, you're screwed. Five days from service, you fall out of the damn tree. Yeah, you are. (laughs) You know? I mean, you're you're really really falling from that tree, you know? Good thing is we don't got to worry about water. Yeah, I know. (laughs) But, dude, uh, that's a wild story, man. Yeah. I know we were talking prior to recording this podcast about this year, but. You know, nothing really in particular planned. Essentially, you know, like you're saying, there's nothing no, really going on if, for you. If I can, I mean, I want to go right back to that spot again. See, yeah, see what I can find. Yeah, if it works out or, for you. Or yeah, like we talked about, out of state. Yeah, I've been looking at spots. As long as, yeah, absolutely. As long as the things that we were talking about don't happen, <laughs> you'll be able to go. But other than that, you're gonna be local if it goes down. You know. Yeah. So good for you, man. We yes. uh. We appreciate it. You coming on this podcast, telling your story, man. You, you're kind of like uh, a big deal around here, bro. Yeah. A lot of people yeah, know. <laughs> you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I don't know a lot of guys that just break off solo and and go backcountry hunting. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a, you got to have the right mindset for it, and you clearly got it. You you know what you're doing. You're definitely going to make people think twice before they uh, <laughs> want to go do it. Too, yeah. you know? people out of it. Yeah. Well, that's I, my I, issue is... I try to take people hunting and yeah. what are take we them doing? on a hike, and they're like, I don't know if I want to do this. What? <laughs> I mean, locally, it's kind of what you have to do. Yeah. yeah. So, you know? Yeah. I mean, I've only ever hunted, like, desert, but, like, you're, there's always a road nearby. Like, it, well, this I is, mean, not, not right there, but it's like yeah. I, I'm not going, you know, yeah, too far away. Dude, so check this out. Um, when I got my hunter safety, I think it was, like, at, like, Doug's Wilderness Adventure or something like that, down out of descanso or something right the guy used to anyways he had said flat out like if you're in san diego like you know how you just said that there's roads everywhere yeah like within a few miles within a few miles like you walk you're never lost in san diego yeah like yeah. you walk one way or another just you're head west something. you're gonna find something yeah. there you know what i mean so it but it's a whole different level when you get to the sierras you know, yeah. high country. Like you're miles away from a road. You know what yeah. I mean. So it's pretty wild, dude. That's, that's what I like, though. 
Yes. I mean, where I was, you could you could hike. There's nothing. You could hike all the way west, all the way across the Sierras. And Isn't that crazy? There's nothing there. There's nothing there. Yeah. That's sick, dude. That's you cool. like that wide open solitude. Yeah. That's yeah. super cool. Well, listen, man, we appreciate it. Thanks for coming up on this podcast, dude. Yeah, thanks for the invite. Yeah, well, dude. dude. It's, no, we got multiple requests. We got to get Justin on. Yeah, <laughs> dude, it wasn't like, you know, we found you out of nowhere. No, dude, people are okay. coming to us saying, yeah. no, you got to get this guy on, dude. Cool. Yeah. For sure. Well, listen, man, we appreciate it very much. And, uh, dude, looking forward to get you back on, you know, maybe after this season, we'll hear about your adventures for 2021. And, you know, if it all works out for you and you're able to go back up, dude, regardless if success is found or not, I want to hear all about it, dude. And it's I'm sure the listeners story. Will. Yeah, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Well, listen, dude, we appreciate it, buddy. All right. You guys good? We're good. All right, guys. We're out of here.